0: Well, it's another big hello to all of our listeners as we are going to bring you another... Stunning episode of Two Smoking Guns. We're right here on 88.3 Southern FM, Sounds of the Bayside. And on all good podcast platforms, I'm uh, reliably informed uh, we were having some technical difficulty before we came on air, Uh, only to discover that after much uh, poking around, we weren't plugged in, were we? Hello, Rutsy. You've got to plug your microphones. (laughs) You've got to plug them in, apparently, before they work. In radio. So we're looking at each other. It's, it's, it's one of the
1: things that you've got to do. <laughs> is it a bit like the on and off switch? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, you know. I think it's what it is. Is it the great practical joke? <laughs> What yeah. you do oh, when you're, you're a late. presenter when you finish your shift oh, you here and you at the Southern, and you you unplug it oh, you want you just to, just it. to have a little bit of a giggle for the person who next comes in like me, let's, who doesn't pay attention, who flies in at the last minute, <laughs> doesn't even bother with a production meeting, presses all the buttons and presses oh. go and goes, what's the silence
0: well, for? <laughs> I was going to say, today could go anywhere because normally we have a very detailed production meeting um, where we run through everything that has never gone longer than one minute, uh, but we didn't have that today, and normally we'd go through our checklist of check, check, and uh, we didn't. We've assumed that uh, precaution
1: today, so we're flying by the suit of our pants. So we've
0: uh, have we been? What do they? What do they? What do they call that? It's not pranked. What are they? What's the other word that they come up with where you get um, you get stooged? Oh, this it's, could
1: be us. You think you're stooging me, or I'm stooging you today?
0: No, no there's a, there's another word that all, all the modern punked punked is it? Is it punked? Maybe it's punked. Yeah, maybe it's Something punked. Like I'm that. not sure.
1: Yeah, you're normally know. up with the uh, young generation's <clears throat> well, lingua yeah, franca.
0: Right. Yes, the, the name just escapes me. I've had lots of words going through my head today. I'm on rations I now, so I'm going to use them sparingly. Now, I'm going to uh, have a little change of pace. You do I, want to as do, as do this. just... Uh, whispered to you quietly before we did uh, come on air that um, some of my music taste lately has (laughs) just been changing. You know the other week uh, I did share with you that wonderful uh, female band from the US, yes. Um, who just sang a magnificent song that reminded me of Beth, yes, from Yellowstone. Our, our friends, and I just thought Beth. that would be Beth's theme song. Yes. Well, uh, I was just playing around on the weekend, and I came across another band. Yes. And I happened to be watching America's Got Talent, right? That's where it was. Okay. Um, and we've actually tried to find this tune in the library here, and they don't stock it. Uh, but I want to play this for you to open up the show. Just to get the tempo nice and high, get the temperature rising, because this man is described. He's a, he's a good-looking rooster, by the way. Yeah. So I mean, it's not. There's no man crush thing going on, <laughs> right. Here, right? But bit of a bromance. He's, romance, he's, he's a good-looking rooster. Uh, he has been. Uh, he, he got introduced to Elvis when he was age six, right. and he's been impersonating said Elvis ever since. Well, that's a good. Start. But in his own inevitable style, so. He's got the legs going, he gets mm-hmm. the shoulder shimmy, and he points to the crowd, he points to the crowd with his guitar, he's got it all going, this boy, uh, and he's got this most fantastic track of music that you are now going to uh, play for us and all of our listeners and just for our to listeners kick enjoyment. things off, so is, sit back and enjoy this is the new Elvis yes, this is... of country
1: music. <laughs> this is Drake Mulligan, or Milligan, Drake, Drake Milligan, Milligan. with sounds, sounds Like, like something, something I Do. I do. Milligan. Yeah, Drake Milligan. There he goes.
0: Come on, big boy. Belt it out. Anytime you <laughs> like, Drake. <Or> <laughs> Anytime you two, like, Drake. One, one, two, one, two,
1: three, four. It's got a very country sting in it. Oh,
0: mate. She's country all over. She's full bottle country this one.
1: Well, I'm watching the video Frank, clip as I type. A lot of cowboy boots
0: Has the voice tone. Spending too much Just to tie one on Laying Less right and a lot more wrong Sounds like something I do Calling in sick When the fish are biting Taking those curves With the gravel flying Keeping one eye On the next horizon Sounds like something I do I never had
1: Does have the hips going? Hey,
0: he's got him. He got him. The curls are melting.
1: Oh, Scotty. Hey, how
0: good's the Milligan boy? I reckon he's a superstar. That's well, fantastic. So you, think bottling in your seat there, I thought, will you start moving your head and getting at your air guitar and your right. air drums? Yeah. Then I know you're into yeah, that. Well,
1: I tell you what, also is going on. That's a film clip, got to me Because <laughs> yeah. there's that many girls oh. in there with hot pants, oh. and <laughs> yeah. cowboy boots, and hats on. Yep, drinking tequila yep. and the good old boys yep. drinking beer. Yep, it reminded it, me of Austin Texas. It's got it all. Smoke.
0: It's got it all gone, isn't it? Fantastic.
1: Well, um, well, thanks for. Uh, Opening the show on a yeah. on a bright well, night. I just thought that
0: mate, it's just as soon as I heard the first five, ten seconds of the beat I've gone, This is gonna be good. Oh yeah. I mean I'm not so much into the slow ballads, but give me something that's got a bit of pace yes. and a bit of you know, a bit of violin and no, happy with that. Um, he's uh, he's a good le- twenty four years of age. Oh, well,
1: see, it gets worse. He's a good-looking rooster, and he's young. <laughs> uh,
0: and when he was on AGT, didn't have a record label. Do you oh. reckon he had one when he finished that gig? Oh,
1: who's the bloke that runs that? It's the Cow fella, oh, isn't yeah, it? Simon Cowley. would sign oh, yeah, him Simon up on Cowell. the spot.
0: Yeah, mate, he's, uh, but he's got the dark hair, and he's got the piercing eyes, and he's got the leg wobble, and he points at the girls with the guitar, and <laughs> he's got it all going. So I just thought I needed to share that with you, just as a little bit of um, uh, left of sense. Enter from uh, from our music um, delivery here on Smoking Guns.
1: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Scott's new man crush. I want to be his manager. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what I want to be. I'd be happy
0: on five percent. He's going to make a poultice. He's going to make a lot of money. He's going to make a lot of Keith Urban. Watch out! Well, I was going to say, what's interesting is, and I have got no sense of this whatsoever. But I can imagine it still must be pretty hard, I reckon, over there, with the with the population and that being such a, a popular genre. Well, it's in, the genre. I mean the genre. I mean
1: probably.
0: there's probably another hundred blokes that sound like him, but he's got He's got all the tools in the box. He's got
1: <laughs> all the tools yeah, in the box. He's
0: got it all, mate. Literally he's, and you know, figuratively. Yeah, he's got it all going. And uh, when you get a room full of uh, people standing up and uh, almost fainting,
1: you know you've <laughs> probably halfway made Is it, old thing. Uh, what's he doing? He's uh, recupering the ghost of Elvis. Yeah, well, right mate, he's, uh, he's a beauty. So, well, thank um, you for that. Anyway, how was your week, old son? It's been busy, yes, busy, busy, busy. yeah, yes. busy. Well, I've um, I've had birthdays for my family, I've yes. had um, functions, and I've had a yes. uh, range of things. Yes. And of course, we had the races uh, yes. on the weekend. You've obviously had your your motorsport thing. I watched yeah. a little bit of the uh, motorcycle. Oh yeah, the, uh, the young fellow th- that fell the, off the Moto GP fell off on his own corner. Yeah, that was blindsided. Me. Yeah, it was, brilliant. and uh, that was all right. And um, yeah, we've had a we've had a we got good some
0: weekend. Nice, got some nice weather. Yes, yeah. I was out there on the uh, on the back of the Victor four stroke and uh, <laughs> tidying things up. Nice. So it nice. <laughs> went beautifully. Um, nice, but anyway, um, so, um, the so <laughs> because we've had no production, we haven't got a clue no, what we're doing. I wanted to start, uh, but you've got an article in front of you, yeah, so over I to, to start you
1: because you know you were talking about Queenie last week. Y- well, yes, because yes. she's on the. Australian $5 uh, note, Ah, right? d- yes, that's, that's right. The, and so this is apropos of that. Yes. And so they've just done a survey. It's uh, one of those political monitor surveys that the, the politicians favour to find out what policies they need to introduce to be popular. Yes. Um, and they surveyed about 1,600 people, right? So voters would prefer to see a famous Australian on the $5 note rather than seeing King Charles replace Queen Elizabeth on the currency. Yes. So only 34% of Australians name King Charles as their choice for the country's most widespread banknote. That's the $5, right? Yes. While 43% would rather see someone else, such as a famous Australian, and another 23% are sitting on the fence. So obviously it goes on to talk about... Coalition versus Labour voters and young people versus older people. Yes. But I just thought I'd open up because the article references three Australians who could be on. One's Steve Irwin. Yes. One's Olivia Newton John and the other's Carly Minogue. Two of them have passed, sadly. And I thought to myself, who would I like to see? Oh, I've started my list (laughs) here. I I thought I I got an inkling
0: where this might be heading. So, um, So yeah, go on.
1: you can have your celebrities, right, for mine. Because, oh, there's still know, a couple in there that I'm voting for. You know, Mel Gibson and your Nicole Kidman's and all those sorts Smelly of things. Smelly melly. But, you know, <laughs> they've already got enough publicity. And Hugh Jackman's yeah. all that. They're just famous in the movies, right? Yeah. But, you know, what about some famous Australians? Yeah. Famous Australian musicians. What about Paul Kelly? Uh, yes. That is not going to look on the $5. Yeah. It's all what right. What about Angus Young? Yeah. <laughs> Where would he go? <laughs> right. What about um, what about Paul Hogan? Paul Hogan would be pretty All good, right? Eh? Yes. What about Eric Banner playing Chopper Reed? Chopper. That would be good because then you could say there's no cash in. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fact, there is. When in fact, there is, <laughs> and here it is on the five dollar. But my, my vote, yes. Because this will bridge the gap between the Royalists and the non-Royalists. It yes. would be for Dame Edna Everson.
0: Ah! Well, do you know what I had written down? <laughs> that would be... Sir Liz Patterson. So, uh, either, either
1: one. Maybe one on the back and yeah, one on the front. One on the
0: front. So we could have Sir Liz on that one.
1: <laughs> well, I... Um, but wouldn't you think she would sort of split the difference? She's got a bit of monarchy about her and also she's a famous
0: Australian. Well, I was thinking... Because the hundred dollar note is green, yeah, I think the big green one should be called Warney <laughs> after the big green paddock that oh, he's like play I'm on all the time, that. right? Very nice. Either that, or uh, maybe Warney on one side and um, two for twenty two on the other. Richie Ben, no, a cricket themed yeah, five dollar note. Cricket themed one hundred, as in like a hundred not out. And... Wow, well, I like it. Do you like I that? I like it. This yes. is for
1: the five though. Uh, oh, because no. the, the hundreds are already taken. Oh, because all oh, the other the notes. See, all the other notes have got Australians on them. Well, we
0: better have twenty of
1: them. It's up to twenty. I, of them.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh Richie could be on ten of them, and maybe he could be, be on <laughs> twenty two of them. Twenty two. Yes.
1: Um, Bill Hunter. Yeah, he's like good. To Bill on a note. Bill's a good bloke. You know, on a note. Good Aussie bloke. Oh, you're in now. Going down my path of maybe Leonard Teal could be on one. Teal could
0: be there. Yeah. Ah, uh, who else could we have on there?
1: Uh, oh, I mean, oh, oh uh,
0: Johnny Farnham almost deserves to be well, there
1: potentially, well, doesn't he? depending on hey? what transpires, yeah. perhaps he might be. Yes, never well, no, don't know. But they get all his hair. They get all his hair on the note. Oh, he hasn't He hasn't got any anymore. No, is he? He's, he's yeah, trained
0: off. Well, he's just a bit older. No mullet so. anymore.
1: No, I don't think so. Um, so that's an open question. So you oh, so you had Steve Irwin already, didn't they you? They had Steve Irwin uh, at the reference point, and they've actually mocked it up, and he looks quite oh, fetching.
0: I'd like to see Lavinia Nixon.
1: Oh, <laughs> Vinnie. our Vinnie. Okay, <laughs> uh, or or um, um, Dame uh, Nellie Melba. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Oh, I still think that Dame
0: had the average. <laughs> oh, with the big... With the big posy of well, lilies. The big glasses. The big lilies. Yeah, with the Gladdies. <laughs> the Gladdies. The the Gladdies right. yeah. are a Nash native
1: to yeah, Australia, yeah, right? should no, have the Gladdies Absolutely. Going. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. No, I'd like to see I that. I just thought I'd open up with that. No, that's. Just caught good. caught
0: my eye I, well, the week. well, I mean, you know, we, we're not going to get out of the popular route. We're just going to get out of what we think's most appropriate. That's right. <laughs> that's the that's only right. way we do
1: things that's here. That's right. Yes. I, but I'm, I'd be in the. I don't know about you, Scotty, uh, but I'd be in the. 34% of people would rather see an Aussie on my note. Yeah.
0: More than happy with that.
1: Yep. Yeah, he can go on the coins. No one uses coins.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and just see them put into a slot machine, into a pinball machine or something, just just <laughs> flushing him down a pinball machine.
1: <laughs> oh, now this is the one I wanted to do. a question through. for you. What's was
0: yes. the last time you played a pinball machine?
1: Um, oh, I think I played one at a party once. Did you? Probably four years ago. Yeah. All right. Um... <laughs> Well, I've in, of nothing. Yeah, proposed <laughs> nothing. I don't know where it was. Um, Slot machine. There's a scandal in the chess world, Scotty, that I wanted to bring your attention uh, to. Is this the cheating, little fellow? Yeah, the cheating. Yeah,
0: I, I haven't followed the story, but all I've heard is chess and cheating. No, so, chess,
1: chess and cheating, mate. Oh, really? It's like rooting, tooting, and shooting. Well, it's how do you cheat in chess? Well, <laughs> please
0: talk me through it, well, oh noble one. <laughs> well,
1: I will. But um, (laughs) this is um, further on because my fascination with chess came about when Boris Spassky was playing um, the famous Russian supercomputer.
0: Ah, yes. Remember that? Yes, I do. Remember
1: when he he beat all all comers and then they they lined him up with the supercomputer that NASA had built or something like that. Yes. And they had several events. Yes. And I think the supercomputer beat him early, but he came back. Oh, did he? It was a two out of three. It was a meatloaf. And, did, um, did he cheat? Did he rewire no, the computer? No, no. he <laughs> outsmarted <laughs> it. But bear that in mind, because what's happening here yes. is there's been a bit of cheating going on with with a computer, with a oh. computer. Oh, so I'll tell you all about it just in a sec. Okay. So we're back talking <laughs> about. Sheets and chess. Sheets and chess, it's mate. It's like cheats and, <laughs> cheats and chong.
0: It is, isn't it? Um, I'm fascinated. Blazes right. to use you sheets and three.
1: chess. So the, the, the person in mind is Grandmaster. They're all called Grandmaster. Oh, Grandmaster. Except yes. for that guy called Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. He was a rap singer. <laughs> Grandmaster. God, <he> was. <laughs> Grandmaster, fun fact, fun fact. <laughs> and I don't think he played chess. But anyway, oh, grandmaster, had a lot of moves though. <laughs> he had a lot of moves. Grandmaster Hans Morke Nieman. Hans. So he's a young fella. Yeah. And um, um, how old is he? he's not old at three. all. Three. No, not older than three. Anyway, story goes. Yes. Um, cheating in chess. Uh, he's American. What's um, phenomenal... he? Hans? Hans, <laughs> Hans yeah, <laughs> Grandmaster. Yeah. Um, who unexpectedly toppled world champion Magnus Carlsen at an event last month. So bloke, mano-mano, bloke un bloke, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hans v Magnus. Yes. Um. So he, he beat him, surprisingly. And then at their next match, Carlsen withdrew after a single move. Yes. And signalled strongly he did not believe Neiman's play was on the level. He's... <sighs> Investigations by the online chess playing platform chess.com found more than 100 examples of suspicious online play by Neiman, and that Neiman had admitted to the allegation and was banned for a period of time. Right. So they're not
0: playing face to face on a chessboard, are they playing via a computer?
1: So what What? what happens right. um, is Neiman has denied cheating in over the board games. But they suspect that someone is playing the probabilities on a computer of his next moves and somehow signalling to him what his next move might be. Oh. And they're not sure how, that, how that's been going on. But um, Shit, that's, that's what they're saying. Um, so they've been checking the moves because they follow all these chess games online. Yes. And a lot of people, fans, will follow them and sure. wonder about the next move. And they've seen a lot of the moves he's making are very similar to the moves that are being made, probability moves on the chessboard. Right. And I think there's serious doubt that he is um, playing his own game and that he's not getting assistance. Right. Yes. So apparently the money involved is quite significant, it's right. half a million dollars or whatever. Yep. Um, but he's you're, um, you're suspected of cheating. He's admitted to it, to it a little bit. So his days as a grandmaster might be. But. Might be gone.
0: Don't you, Is all that just not taken away if you put the two of them in a room with a chessboard and physical pieces? No, they're
1: in, in physical pieces, but they're saying that he's getting external help.
0: But how's he getting the help?
1: The article didn't go into that, which well, is a bit of a disappointment. Well, that's, it's incredibly disappointing because <laughs> that's the whole crux of the thing. Oh, no, Is he getting electrical
0: pulses sent to his little toe or not something? He might be. I don't know. So anyway. Somebody tapping their
1: foot in the grandstand. I'll, I'll do some more research. Move
0: the pawn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cheating in chess—it's a oh, thing. Gosh, I would have thought that would be an honourable sport, chess. I know. I mean, that's—I know there's cheating in poker. You kind bit, of half it's expect bit like that.
0: Kicking your ball <laughs> in golf, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. It's a bit like um, that. Well, that's a great segue so uh, for the one that I've got to share with you then. Which is all about farting cows. <laughs> That's a perfect segue. Um, I'm being quite serious. Uh, it just says, uh, it's a printed article. I'm not making it up and I'm not um, I'm not for a moment being crude, but there's actually a serious side to this uh, based on the emissions that come from cattle.
1: Well, I think I know where this is going. Yeah. Continue, please.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, farting cows, just the start, uh, is the title of said article. Um, the miracle pill that stops cattle burping and farting, methane, has finally gone on sale. And now the CSIRO are looking for the next breakthrough technology that will help Australia slash its greenhouse gas emissions. Because they are in, they're right up there, our cattle, with um, their activity and uh, the damage on uh, our climate.
1: Is not it true that they're one of the biggest contributors to the Global, um, the what do you call it? The ozone layer. Ozone layer think. I believe so. Based on those emissions. Based on how all their stomachs, yes, gurgling away.
0: Yes. Mm. So on Tuesday, the CSIRO will launch its new ninety million dollars towards net zero mission, which will aim to develop greenhouse gas busting technologies from some of our heaviest emitting sectors: agriculture, aviation, and steel making, and cars. Well, agriculture, yeah, agriculture, I guess, is they, they've included. Uh, yeah. Maybe um, globally, those three sectors are greenhouse gas giants. Agriculture is responsible. Have a, have a guess what you reckon agriculture stumps up for in terms of its contribution to that?
1: To the ozone layer? Well, no, to the greenhouse, uh, the greenhouse. So solutions. the three
0: giants they, they've they've given them some percentages here.
1: I reckon they're 45%. No, they're
0: not, not quite there. But uh, agriculture is responsible for 18% of all emissions. Yeah. Steel only seven. Really? So coal. So cows have got them covered. That black coal. And aviation too.
1: I thought aviation was high.
0: Yeah, I thought it would have been too. But mm. um, anyway, whether they're fudging fingers, uh, numbers, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Um, but bringing emissions down across all those sectors is unlikely to be achieved with a silver bullet said one uh, member of the CSIRO. Even the CSIRO's much-hyped miracle pill, the seaweed-based additive, they're seaweed, talking about yes. replacing
1: hay with seaweed. Seaweed. Yes, yeah, seaweed's right. the big one. They're going to make little sushi um, rolls for them? They just, <laughs> would, would you like wasabi with that? Would you like tuna with
0: that? <laughs> um, the seaweed-based feed additives that cut the methane emissions of cows by up to 90% have their limitations, sadly. At the moment, we might have the pill, but we've got to get the pill to the people, or in this case, the cows. (laughs) So the cows... giving them to the people. That still represents a challenge, and that's what makes a mission different. (laughs) So so what turns up, so this the they, like just rolls were,
1: around trying to were, jam pills down a cow's gop.
0: <laughs> they turn up with a bag full of pills the cows just take <laughs> off. They go to the other end of the paddock. They go, we're on to you, <laughs> I'm telling you. How do you reckon, how, do, how else do you reckon we mark our territory around here? <laughs> so anyway, they got to get some of those seaweed pills into the cows and they're having trouble doing it. Oh, um,
1: there's an opportunity there for someone. Anyway.
0: Yes, oh, Every know, problem so, is I, an opportunity. Well, I reckon Scott. I know some people who should be
1: taking seaweed pills.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, over to you. Moths. Moths.
1: Bogong moths. Oh, have you seen a bogong moths? Oh, they're Moth about lately? the size
0: of an F one eleven. Have you they? seen one lately? Yeah, no, no, no. Correct. Yeah,
1: because they disappeared.
0: Because well, we used to see lots of them. They're
1: disappeared. It's are they're sort
0: of about the size of a credit card.
1: Nah, some of the big ones are. But yeah, probably only. You know, so oh yeah, AP, okay. which is a visual yeah, right medium. So radio, all those brownie moths are all bogan
0: bogan moths, are they?
1: Yeah, like brown ones. So they they once numbered in their billions. Do they wear moccasins? Is that why they're called bogan Bog- moths? Bogan moths. No, bogong. <laughs> oh, bogon moths. From the bogong high Oh, bogong high plagues. Yes. yes, okay. Not bogon moths from mowie. <laughs> no. <laughs> So they were so numerous 10, 20 years ago that a rain cloud, so 20 years ago, this is true, a rain cloud that approached the closing ceremony of the Sydney Olympic Games turned out to be a swarm of millions of bogong moths. Wow. Who were attracted to the stadium's giant lights. Oh. Mm. Cooked. (laughs) Um, But it's the drought. That hit New South Wales and Queensland only four years ago. It seems very strange to be talking about drought right now. Yeah, oh gosh, but there was a drought four years isn't ago. That right? Just unbelievable. Uh-huh. Hey? Um, which affected the plant species that they usually feed on, right? Yep. Their population has declined by 99.5%. Oh. That's almost extinction. You wouldn't want to be in the moth spray industry, would you? So they've gone from an estimated four billion moths arriving in the Alpine every year to moths being almost undetectable. Wow. According to Zoo's Victoria conservation expert, Dr. Marissa Parrott. Would have taken a long time to count them. Conservation <laughs> expert, Dr. Marissa Parrott, again. I'll just give you that, just for my own personal amusement. Um, so, for the past three One, years... Two, three, <laughs> For the past, past three years, cop this, there's a citizen science website called Moth Tracker. Have they got a committee? It's like the bomb for bogong <laughs> oh, moths. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. It's so we've got a moth. It's called B-O-M. Oh. B-O- bogong o- moths. Oh. Bogong moth moths. Um, it's been gathering data and blah, 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 and they're logging sightings, and uh, they're very, very rare. So um, in four small years, they've um, almost been wiped out. So wow. I just thought I'd give you that as a piece of information. So the drought... Wipe pretty them. harmless moths, but, you know, they so do eat a lot of So if the stuff.
0: drought's wiped them out, Given that we've now had... Uh, well,
1: once the water clears, I imagine things grow again and they come back, don't they? Well, that's sort of my question. If mm-hmm. there's a
0: few of them hanging around still and we get all of this incredible amount of rain that we've had, which has just been unbelievable. You know, I was listening to a, something in the car the other day. They said the Goulburn River was expected to peak at 12.9 metres. I know. That's amazing. I mean, it's nearly 40 feet deep. Yeah. It's just extraordinary. Um, anyway, uh, we've got a cornucopia of stuff today. Just <laughs> it's, it's nothing, a, nothing it's, follows. There's no segue. It's a, it's a um, purely no segue day. Oh, I'm going day. To talk to you about Flinders Street right soon, but anyway, um, I'm going to get to this first. Have you ever heard the term essay? I'll
1: oh, have a go at spelling it. E s c h a y. No, it's not a shoe. It's oh essay or assay e you know what an is? it for me. E-S-H-A-Y-S. E-S-H-A-Y-S. No, no. It's a person. Is
0: it? Yes. But a particular type of person. Right. So let me share this with you. Please explain. Yeah. Please explain. The runaway success of Netflix hit Heartbreak High has put Australian secondary school life in the spotlight. But it also has the world asking, what is an E-S-H-A-Y? Uh, and I actually thought it was something... Well, a... I don't know about the world
1: because I don't watch the Heartbreak High, <laughs> but some parts of the yes, world... Yes, I can't might... say that I've, back... I've
0: missed an episode because I know, haven't started. I <laughs> um, the teen drama, a reboot of the 94 series that first screened on Network 10, has racked up more than 33 million hours of viewing time. That's a lot of viewing. It is. It's a lot of eyeballs for a long time. Mm. And a whopping... 12.7 billion view, billion views on TikTok. The series uh, follow the students and teachers of a particular high school, and they try to deal with... It'd be called with, Heartbreak High, wouldn't it? It's called Hartley High, actually, oh, yes. No. So, Their uh, nickname is Heartbreak. Yes, no. so it's called Heartbreak. Um, as they try to deal with racial tensions, romances, and a gamut of team angst. But it seems the worldwide viewing audience have deeper questions about the show. Google searches for Watson Esche and Esche meaning skyrocketed in the days after the series dropped in early September. The show's resident Esche, his name is Cash (laughs) C A Dollar Sign H. Is his middle name Neville? Um, his first name's No. No. (laughs) (laughs) His last name's Here. No cash here. <laughs> He's played by former home and uh, a waste, Will McDonald. Um, every Australian has an idea about Esche culture by virtue of exposure to it growing up. This <laughs> just, just so foreign to me. Uh, but I was I fortunate enough to meet some people. think we're the target audience no, for the show. No, no, going. no.
1: So you're, 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 you're pardoned.
0: So, uh, but I was fortunate enough to meet some people who did have some insight. We wanted it to be real and authentic um, and not some caricature. Uh, what people are att- attracted to is definitely the bad boy vibe. Right. So these are sort of bad boys. He added that he had some pretty interesting DMs from fans, including a couple of marriage proposals.
1: Just to, for our audience, that's uh, a direct message, a DM. Yes, a direct message. Yes. yes. Uh, sorry about that. I, should, no, yeah. I just need to correct this <laughs> vernacular for some of our viewing. Marriage listening proposals
0: words. and complaints he uh, made Shays too attractive. Oh. McDonald said he was an getting to the. Ish, uh, yeah, we're, now, we're getting there now. No, no, it's, it's coming.. McDonald said he was an outsider in high school, but unlike cash, I didn't roll people or deal drugs. Right. Eschas are mean. defined as an Australian subculture of youth or lads, yes, who are considered stereotypically hyper-masculine and inclined to crime and violence. The term "esche" originated, originated originated in Adelaide. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, because I thought, is it an acronym?
0: No, or something. No, no, no. It's just this. It's just this word. Because I think what their mantra is, and I'll stand corrected, but I think they go and uh, rough people up right. that are wearing good gear and ke- like the old Gucci bag and oh, the four hundred dollars sneakers, okay. and go, "Oi." They're mine.
1: I'll, I'll have those.
0: Yeah, please. So they're known, as, and then go around wearing that gear themselves. So they're getting around in all this gear that they've actually knocked off from somebody else because they've knocked them out. So
1: they've <laughs> just, just chopped out the middleman being the op shop.
0: Yeah, basically. Hmm. So, um, But I heard something about these eshays a little while ago. And um, anyway, so this show is portraying this group of eshays, And I
1: just thought... Well, look. This is what you get well, like here. I like it on... to go
0: as quick as it can. Well, <laughs> it's, uh,
1: every... it's what you get here on the Two Smoking Guns. <laughs> you get. Uh, uh, every day's it. a school day. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now we all know what an show is. Yes.
0: So there we go. Uh, as soon as we forget about it. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> if you record an essay is tomorrow morning. Um, <laughs> good too luck. Bad, too bad. Oh, sorry I gave that to you. <laughs> well, That's OK. All right. What are you going to talk me through now? Well, What have we got?
1: No, I just, I've got a few things, but I just, this, this amused me the other day. Um, do you know there's a guy, I, I've never watched this show. Have you watched Lego Masters? Yep. Right, okay. Yep. Apparently there's a judge on it called Ryan McNaught, and he's called the Brick Man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's just sold some pad for Yeah. Me. No, that's what I was going right, to say. Right, okay. He good. sold a warehouse
1: where he formerly stored more than five million pieces of Lego. This bloke cries on
0: TV. see? he? Yeah. Somebody makes something quite special if he tears up.
1: He said it that's gets all sobby. he's the Southern Hemisphere's only certified Lego professional. So I I that wasn't a, a job back he's a Lego, in Lego professor, I think. That wasn't a job back in my day. <laughs> it was just a task. <laughs> so he sold a he sold his garage because it became too small. Now he's just sold the warehouse because it's too small as well. Yeah. So he's got to find a bigger warehouse for his got Lego. a Lego. He's got a lot of bricks. He's got a lot of Lego. <laughs> he's got a lot of Lego. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yep.
0: He's uh yeah, mate, he tears up. Yeah, I've it? seen him. I've seen him sobbing so many times over Lego. Over Lego.
1: Oh, yeah. Must, How about that? I must watch it.
0: <laughs> now you know that we can't do any show without something to do with our two favourite topics in the world, which are not the saints, but
1: <laughs> can't even go there now. So our two favourite topics in the world are food and wine. Food and wine, right? And we'll we'll get onto those two. We just got to take right. a little break. Okay. And we're back talking food and wine. But am I, am I broken long enough? <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to talk St Kilda because that's just in a state of flux. But go ahead and food and wine. Um, well,
0: this I found interesting. So, um, uh, because I, I probably uh, no, I, I genuinely wasn't aware. Um, but there's parts of it that I sort of questioned. But I'm mean, going to step you through this. Uh, He says with new teeth. (laughs) Um, That's us on Fast Forward. And now we'll come back to normal Normal speed. speed. Um, Why do some glasses of champagne have no fizz? Yes. While others poured from the same bottle have plenty of bubbles.
1: It'd be dirty glasses. Right, well, that's the end of that, too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will step you through a little bit. Yeah, so um, when some glasses have... Uh, yes, but it's the sort of yes, dirt that it might yes, be, right? Yes, Or foreign body. When some glasses have bubbles and others don't, it's clearly not the bottle of champagne that's the fault, it's the glasses. Um, if every glass port is flat, it could be that the bottle has lost its gas, but that's highly unlikely. There's not too many where you go and it no. doesn't fizz up no, right no, my rare. experience that almost never happens this is written by gj from geelong west GJ. Uh, thank you GJ. Yeah, thanks GJ. Um, your problem is the glassware the glasses with plenty of fizz have been properly cleaned correct those that present the same wine flat have a problem the the usual reason for a fizzless glass is that there's a slight residue of something oily Coating the interior of the glass, it could be from cooking oil, from a, a spill in the dishwasher, or greasy food smeared. Uh, lips sipping at the brim, even lipstick has been reported as a bubble suppressant. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's probably it's suppress- probably wise to put the bubbles in the glass before you drink it. I
1: would have thought so. <laughs> I'm not
0: sure why you're drinking. Not sure opinion. why
1: you're kissing a glass uh, yeah. before putting. bubbles So bubble in why it? should
0: things have this effect? Bubbles arise from imperfections in the surface of the glass itself. So this is, now we're getting a bit technical. Examination by microscope reveals that the surface of glass is jagged, not smooth. I didn't know that. Um, When a liquid is poured into a glass bowl, tiny pockets of air are trapped in these imperfections. These act as sites for the evolution of bubbles, dissolved carbon dioxide in wine turns back into gas and appears as little air balls or a sack, which naturally rise to the surface. You know all this already, I know. This result... This is for the listeners, then. Mm. Uh, This this results in uh, pretty streams of fine bubbles we see when we look into a glass of sparkling wine. An oil greasy residue gums up the works and stops the bubble evolution. Result,
1: a flat glass of fizz. (laughs) You've got to have... Good, good glassware. You You've got to yes. have clean glassware, yeah. Scotty. Uh, the best way to no fix is an unhappy study nice is to
0: wash the offending glass under very hot water. Very Just hot. dry it and cool it before no soap. You re-pour. Sometimes a flat glass can be brought um, to life by scratching the interior of the bowl with a sharp instrument. didn't know that. So you could do that, and then you'll swallow all the glass shards, and that'll go really well, uh, like a pointed knife. Happily, despite the state of the glass, the wine will be fizzy as normal when you tip it into your mouth. So there you go. Upon microscopic uh, inspection of a glass, it's all lumpy and jagged, and yet it feels smooth, so go figure. (laughs) A good glass is a great thing. Yes, even in terms of the weight and how it feels, oh, yeah. and the heft. That, yes, oh, the heft. The heft. Oh, the heft, oh boy, the heft. Oh, oh the heft of a glass. The Hugh heft. Oh, the Hugh heft. <laughs> <laughs> right now, uh,
1: um, just the across the chocolate bunny wall. Uh, what? Yeah, chocolate bunny. Wall. Oh yeah, chocolate. Oh, chocolate bunny wall. Yes, oh. yes. In one corner was the chocolate bunny wrapped in gold foil, made by German discount retailer. Little in the other corner was the chocolate bunny also wrapped in gold, for made by venerable Swiss chocolatier Lint and Spongi. Oh. After a year long battle, the Federal Supreme Court of Switzerland sided with Lint and found that Little's chocolate bunnies could be confused with Lint's chocolate bunnies, which are protected under Swiss trademark law. As a result, the court decreed that Lint Little can no longer sell its bunnies in Switzerland and must destroy the chocolate bunnies it still has in stock. So this is a victory for intellectual is, property and trademark But law. surely
0: you can't have intellectual
1: property over the shape of a bunny. The bunnies, and I'm holding up a picture, and it's a, it's a radio program, but as you can see, the yeah, okay. bunnies so look so like remarkably the that, similar.
0: It's the fact that it's wrapped in gold and it's got a red something on it, which is the hallmark or trademark
1: of lint. And it's, they've got little instead of lint which is could be remarkably confused yeah okay yes. um so i just thought you'd you'd not like to know that um because because it's coming up for christmas and easter <laughs> <laughs> it always seems to be coming I'll up be easter. i'm sure <laughs> i saw a bunny just make sure you're buying the right ones that's oh, all i'm saying you to you there
0: um, well, Speaking what, they, what do they say? Copying is the greatest form of flattery? Yeah, or imitation. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Just
1: ask Benfolds in Yeah, Benfolds. China. Well. Have you been?
0: I'm, um, uh, no. Uh, what's today? Hmm, I
1: don't know. It's, it's the, the day of the radio show. When are Monday. you going? Oh, whatever day it is. Well, I can't believe it. Um, You're going? Though. Yeah, yeah. Over to Penfolds.
0: Well, in fact, uh, truth be known, I'll be leaving uh, this program
1: and going straight to the airport. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. So that's where I'm going. Well, um, I'm looking for a full report next week. Yeah. We'll be speaking to our ambassador friend Zoe.
0: I believe our friend Zoe has just come back from the United States and I believe she got back today or back to work today over at Penfiles according to a little email that I got back as her out of office. Very cool. So, um, yes, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, And in fact... I'm not sure how many I'm going with, but all I know is I don't have to go and check in to get my ticket. I have to go to uh, the lounge of this particular airline because it's a private chartered flight.
1: Oh, fantastic! I know, but I,
0: so I don't know if I'm on a little one,
1: a little Fokker,
0: yeah, with twenty of my or nearest a, and dearest, or, or, or two hundred of us. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine it's a big crew. So, do all those big airlines have little planes as well?
1: You might be. Honest. So I'm
0: going with the with the V mob, right? Oh, are you? yeah. Yeah, going with oh, the V. Oh, you've been going
1: with a whole bunch of mates.
0: So, have they got little ones though? Don't the V mob? I don't think so. So
1: we're going to have a very big plane with twenty of us. Well. It's all the more room to bring back some wine.
0: <laughs> that's what i would be suggesting you do. Yeah.
1: What row would
0: you like, Mister <laughs> Scott? Because you've got it to yourself. <laughs> anyway, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I look forward to a full yeah, report. Yeah. yeah, oh, mate. I'll have photos. I'll have uh, full I'll, tastings. I'll have a. I'll, I'll even bring back a message from Zoe for you. Brilliant. I'll ask her to speak. Don't worry
1: about, about the message, Mark. Just bring me back a few three at nine.
0: Well, uh, you know, I probably will need to share that with you because we we get the old. Um, 30% off
1: uh, when you go there. So um, I'll tell you, when when we're off air, I'll tell you yeah, about my other yeah, story. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. Now, just as a quick one, yes. um, Christmas, because I <laughs> didn't mention Christmas, um, two major Australian retailers have sparked outrage. Outrage, I tell you. After it was revealed they plan to scrap Christmas products that contain glitter. What? To reduce their damage to the environment. What, the cards you buy on the news are just not got de- glitter. Oh, yeah. You so know, it what, it doesn't glitter. decompose? Well, apparently not. So the two Ws no longer sell ornaments or decorations with glitter. What? They said glitter was made of microplastics. It was toxic for the environment. Oh, my God. So all that's, uh, all that's uh, going off the Christmas cards, so it's going to be a bland old Christmas. Well, I can't
0: say I'm a fan of those no, things are in those cards. They just make a damn mist. Yeah. They go all
1: over your carpet. Yeah, and then and they're, they're all over your fingers. Yeah, all
0: over your fingers. And get on for the, about five weeks. They get on the ham. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what it's like? It's like the, the, the filler of, um, of a bean bag. You know, you you put those little white balls in, mate.
1: You can find them years later.
0: (laughs) I said to the bride at home, she she went and bought some outdoor pieces, and my God, did we have a heck of a battle trying to fill this. We had spouts and buckets, and (laughs) and I said to her, "You watch." I said, in two years' time. We'll still find one of the because you know we spilt some of the. Oh
1: everywhere. yeah, they go everywhere.
0: I said you watch, and sure enough, about a month ago, I said, "See, there's <laughs> one there. <laughs> we didn't. We even had to get the vacuum to vacuum them up. There were that many. Oh yeah, they're shocking. They were just horrendous.
1: We just shocking. put foam in them
0: they're or shocking. something.
1: They'll be oh. the last thing that outlived oh, cockroaches in
0: the world. They, they, they would survive a nuclear blast, yeah, like, well, no doubt.
1: Once Vlad gets going. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh well, actually not goodness that me.
1: Um, I've only got one other thing That I just wanted to point out to you um, In America It's uh, Banned Books Week
0: What? <laughs> yep. They've banned books they ban Have books. they?
1: So they have a banned books week Which is an exercise to raise awareness In schools Of how many books get banned every year they're taken out of school libraries oh, okay. and universities. Okay, so it's a reverse engineering, a reverse We're actually engineering. demonstrating
0: something that's a problem.
1: Right. So, this is a country, America, which is their favourite punching bag. Yeah. Where they've banned the following public, uh, this books over the journey. Yep. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. Nine hundred and eighty-four. Yes. Huckleberry Finn. Yep. The Handmaid's Tale. Yep. Where the Wild Things Are. Yes. And Captain Underpants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's the only time you're ever going to have Captain Underpants mentioned in the same sentences to Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. Um, but even Harry Potter and the Bible have been on the banned list at some stage. Oh, right. So it's really just... Um, this is a country where they just love banning books after complaints. So the American Library Association has catalogued more than 1,700 um, banned books in the past year. <laughs> and they reckon there's as many as 10,000 that are removed from the shelves of public schools and school libraries every year. Right. So, um, they, the basically, the story of the week is they're trying to raise awareness that it's getting a bit out of hand, a bit ridiculous. Right. Um, because it's really a removal of free speech, basically. Yeah, right. So, okay. someone's deciding what we read in the schools. Yeah. And a lot of the great books, which are controversial, they're written yesterday. Yep. Um, people aren't getting to see them, and of course, this is revisionist history 101 again that we see in, yep. everywhere today. Uh, you can't have history apparently because people today don't agree with history. Yeah. So you know, yep. it's all part of that. You know, malarky.
0: But but I mean, doesn't I mean hasn't history provided us with this roundedness so that we actually sort of see both sides of the coin or each each corner of the room or something?
1: Good news, (laughs) yes, but good news is Australia does not have the same local mechanisms for book bans. Right. So that's uh, that's a good thing.
0: I'd like to see one complete day dedicated to no mobile phones. Well,
1: that's come out of nowhere.
0: (laughs) It'll never happen. It'll never happen. But it would be a challenge, I would think. Um. Now, um, have we so there. Have, there you go. So all right. Book bands. Okay, book bans. We don't want book bands. No. No. We don't want book bands. Um. Did you know that <clears throat> back in the nineteen seventies, it was proposed and, in fact, uh, approved and passed, and backed by the state government, to tear down Flinders Street Station?
1: Where? Really?
0: And, what to, and again, this what, what is uh, what this is not a, uh, clearly we're not a visual medium, but I will share this with you for the purpose of uh, demonstrating. They were going to build twin towers. They were going to keep the facade of Flinders Street because they said it was getting a bit old and a bit tardy. <laughs> and they were going to knock it down, build this steel base, keep the front of the station and build these ridiculous twin towers. It's inconceivable to think that Melbourne's beloved Flinders Street station was almost demolished to make way for twin skyscrapers. So back in 1970, with, under the plan, the with, station was set for demolition. Set for demolition. That's how close it got.
1: Were they going to be modelled on the gas and fuel towers? <laughs> well,
0: They'll probably be modelled. I, I know another are couple. Are you old enough to remember what they Oh, are yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I just, this on is,
1: Flinders Street This there. is pre-Fed
0: Square. Well, these look too familiar to me, these twin towers, and I don't want twin towers in this city.
1: We don't want twin towers anywhere,
0: mate. Uh, So under the plan, the station was set for demolition except for the entrance archway at the corner of Flinders and Swanston, where generations of Victorians have met under the clocks. By the 1960s and 70s, the station had fallen into disrepair and was covered with advertising signs, and few Melbourneians appreciated its heritage value. Many considered the 1905 built, I didn't know when it was built. When, when was it built? 1905. 1905. Yep, so she's 117 years old. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, built uh, to two... Uh,
1: that would have been, what, just a few days after Federation?
0: Uh, it was. Sorry. Many considered the 1905 built station to be too new as a 20th century building to be worth saving. It was even dubbed by one heritage expert, an architectural monstrosity. (laughs) My God. I like the look Uh, of it. With its Edwardian, Baroque style, out of favour. Anyway, the, the unfortunate episode is revisited in a coffee table book. There's a book there you can go and buy. A 1974 photo of a model of the development by Wolfgang Sievers from the State Library of Victoria, Collection reveals the enormous scale of the proposal. So, look, I'm not going to belt
1: you. You know what's good about it They're starting to use it again because there's a dirty great ballroom up there. Yeah, there's a magnificent ballroom. And there's a museum in there now, or an art space. Is there? Yeah, yeah. they're using it all. I I mean,
0: it's, you know. Uh, that's about as old and heritage and iconic as we get. Well, <laughs> compared to in the, in rest Melbourne, of the world. In Melbourne, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, so, anyway, thank like goodness. Down Grand Central I don't know who, who put the kibosh on it, but whoever they were, well done, you, sir would or have, madam. Would have been a while back. You um, would say. Well, it was only 50 years ago. Oh, really? The 1970s, this oh, was going to happen. Bloody wows. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, there we go.
1: All right. Well, we're almost, almost out of time. Almost. Um, I did want to tell you that you have to watch a new doco. Yeah, tell me. On the streamer. Yes. It's all about Credence Clearwater Revival. Is it? And it's really good. Right. Um, if you, I don't know how if you're a fan and for our listeners, they're, they're a band in the 70s, 60s, yes. 70s. Yep. Um, but it's uh, un, It's recently discovered footage of them playing at the Royal Albert Hall in London. Oh, really? On their tour of, of Britain. Wow. So it's a bit of a doco about the band, how they started and yep. whatnot. Yep. And then they have the live recording for about forty-five minutes.
0: What's it entitled?
1: It's called probably Clear, 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 Crins Clearwater Revival at the Royal Albert Hall, probably.
0: (laughs) You know the other one you told me to watch? The the streamer, the guy that impersonated being a professional golfer. Yeah, I couldn't find it. Oh, it's not on N and it's not on S. And oh, it's, I'll, I'll find it
1: for you. Yeah, you, can, you
0: need to just let me know where I can. I, I went hunting and it called it, the Phantom you, of the Open. Yeah, but I, <laughs> no, I couldn't find it. Okay. Sorry. So if you can let me know where I might be able to track that down, I oh, will. I'll be
1: let good. you know um, forthwith.
0: So um, we've had Mr. Milligan today for the first time. A little yeah. bit of country music that got us up and about. Bit of both got types of music, of
1: country and <laughs> western. Yeah, yeah, just a bit of country <laughs> from the west. That was very good of you. Anyway, I'll, there we I'll go. Ret- I'll, ret- share. I'll return serve next week. With very one, good. One of my new You have favorites. a great week. You've
0: been listening to Two Smoking Guns, haven't they? You? you have. All show. All show. Yeah, the whole lot. All the all the stuff.
1: <laughs> all the stuff.
0: Uh, having too much fun as we always do. Thanks for listening. We'll yeah. be back again next week. See you, all soon. Perhaps.